Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Thanks a million for listening to our podcast. Before you actually jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about a new resource that I've created called Connect. Our market has changed dramatically. Our world has changed dramatically. The last couple of weeks and especially the last couple of months continue to serve up to us change. I created Connect as a resource to help guide people through the challenging environments in which we find ourselves and to make sure that you and your business come out stronger on the other end than you were before this whole thing started. Click the link in the podcast show notes to sign up and learn more about Connect. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Let me tell you about an eight-year-old that had a dream, a big dream, a monstrous dream. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Please welcome to Sales Mastery, the undisputed cruiserweight and heavyweight champion of the world, an Olympic medal winner. He holds WBA, IBA, and WBC titles. Ladies and gentlemen, the real deal, Evander Holyfield! Welcome to Sales Mastery, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh man, how great for you to be here. You had a dream when you were eight. How did that whole thing get started? Well, it started when I was, I was at the boys club and I was just coming in for, uh, for the football practice and somebody was hitting the speed bag. And I went over there and asked our coach, can I hit that bag? He told me, nope. <laughs> and the next day I asked him, he said, no. So it took me a whole two weeks, kept asking, because I wanted to hit the bag. Then finally, one day, he said, yes, I can hit the bag. And then when I went to hit the bag, he said, not that bag, the heavy bag. Well, I didn't really want to hit that bag. I wanted to hit, I wanted to hit that bag, not the heavy bag. But I did what he asked me, and I hit the bag, and I knocked the skin off my knuckle. So when I did it, it started bleeding. I kept hitting it. And he told me, he said, your hand's bleeding. And I told him I knew it. And I kept hitting it. He said, no, stop. And I stopped and looked at him. He said, you tough, ain't you? I said, yes, sir. He said, don't you know you can be the heavyweight champ of the world? And I looked at him. I said, I'm eight years old. <laughs> And, and he said, you won't always be eight. And I thought about it. I knew next week I was going to be nine. So I, I said, what is that? He said, what is what? I said, heavyweight champion. He said, you don't know Muhammad Ali? And I looked at him and I said, yes, sir. He said, how you know him? I said, because black history, black history week, they talk about Muhammad Ali. And he said, you could be just like that. I said, but I weigh 65 pounds. <laughs> he told me, you won't always weigh 65 pounds. 
And I remember I had to put on a plastic suit to lose the half a pound to, to make the football team. So uh, he said, what do you think? I looked at him. I said, I got to ask my mama. <laughs> and that's how I started. That's how I got started. Oh, man, that's huge, huge. <laughs> so that was a dream. That was a dream. And, um, you know, you got into boxing, and then you had, some, uh, you had some losses. You had some losses early on, and your mama's had a great impact on your life. What happened in those kind of early years as you had some losses? Well, I, it, what happened is the fact is that at first, they used to call me One Punch Holyfield because <laughs> every time I run out there and hit the guy, the guy would say, oh, God, and start crying. And my coach would come out there, and he would be so happy. And he looked at me, and he told me, he said, you took your first step in being the champion. So, you know, I got accustomed to hitting guys one time, and they would start crying. <laughs> then one day... I hit this guy and he hit me back. <laughs> and, and my coach say, what's wrong? I say, he hit me back. He said, welcome to boxing. <laughs> of course, as the fight kept going and when, when it finished the three round, they didn't raise my hand. They raised the other guy's hand. And I was disappointed, and I started to cry right there. And all of a sudden, that dream that I had, I thought that it was gone. So I got upset, and I told that coach who, who was, did so many great things for me that I didn't like him no more. And <laughs> I told him I quit. And I went home to my mama, and I told my mama that I lost, and she said, Ann, and I said, I quit. And my mother, almost like the exes, the head turned all around. <laughs> and she told me she didn't raise a quitter, and you wasn't going to quit, and you going back. So that would have happened. I had to go back. <laughs> What are, uh, what are two, besides not being a quitter, what are two lessons your mama taught you that are great for everybody here to, to really get their head around? Well, uh, well, one thing, I guess the biggest thing in my life is my mother was told, my mother took the excuses away. If you ever want to find a champion, if you take them excuses away, you're going to find a champion. And my mother, when, you know, I'm the youngest of nine, when... I didn't win. I come up with an excuse they're bigger than me. My mother said, there's no excuses. They don't suppose to let you win. You think life is going to be this way. So, so the number one thing is my mother took the excuses away. And the three things that she told me and I continue today, she said, listen, follow direction and don't quit. But them three things are very simple. But you all gonna have challenges. There's gonna always be something to distract you from listening. Gonna always something to distract you from following direction. And quitting is just one of them things that when things don't go your way, that's the first thing that touch you on the shoulder and say, you can quit. But my mother said, no quit. So let's fast forward to Mike Tyson. 
and uh, you're, I think you're, you're getting set to fight him, and nobody's on your side. I mean, you're, you know, all the press and the odds makers and Vegas and all that, you're going to lose. And uh, talk about how you powered through that. I mean, how did you get psyched up enough to do what you did in that uh, amazing fight? Well, everything come back to that family you come from, that environment that you come from, and everything that you had to go through. You know, as a kid, I was the youngest of nine. I was already mad because my brother them beat me in everything. <laughs> my sister them beat me in everything. I was last in everything. And so it was a, it's that hungry feeling deep down inside that I always wanted to be the very best. And they were always telling me, it's not for you. But the only person that told me that I could do it was my mama. She said, Sunday, if you don't quit, you'll eventually get there. And so, you know, and you know you're with me, you know, my brothers and sisters, they would say, you know, mama's just saying that because she's mama. <laughs> like this. But my mother continued to work hard, and my mother kind of instilled in me that reputation, you're going to get whooped by a reputation. And of course, you know, here it is. I'm getting ready to fight Mike Tyson. And everybody, the press, everybody said, Mike Tyson gonna kill me. And, and my mama always told me, said, you know what? Before he got there, somebody was there too. How did they get there? They beat somebody. Certain things are not appointed. You have to go and take things. So, so I realized that I've been fighting just as long as Mike Tyson. And I realized that, you know, my mother talked about faith. And my mother talked about believing. And so I believe that my mother, the only thing can stop you is you. So one of the most important things my mother said, son, your chances win at 99.9 time if you don't let nobody outwork you. So she said, it's up to you to let somebody outwork you. Somebody always may know a little bit more than you, but it's up to you to let somebody outwork you. And so when it came down, I outworked Mike Tyson. So I beat him. And that's how it happened. <laughs> so you, sus you have sustained yourself. You have set all these records, um, shared some cool insights. What disciplines do you think go into a champion besides not quitting and getting rid of the excuses? What are some of the disciplines that you would say would take anybody to a new level of performance? Well, yes, I, I, I truly believe the big thing is that the sacrifice that you're willing to make. And you know, because there's always distraction. So it's, it's this thing is that my mama said no excuses. So if someone was yelling at me, I'm not going to let yelling come up. You know, my mama yelled all the time. But one thing, <laughs> I'm, I'm accustomed to yelling. So, but my mother would say, you know, when people don't want to do something, they start making excuses. Well, he ain't have to talk to me that way. And my mother would just ask her, do you want to win? Did you hear what he said? Not how he said it. If he said it low, did you hear it? Or did he yell at you? Did you hear? Did you hear what the message was? So the whole big thing is that: Are you so sensitive to 
how you feel that's going to stop you from being successful. So my mother told me, you shouldn't wear your feelings on your sleeve where nobody won't be touching them all the time because this is the reason why people want to quit. So I learned not to be so sensitive and regardless of what somebody say, I thought about, did I want to win? I'm willing to pay that price that's necessary and being the very best. I love it, I love it. Man, world titles out, uh, out the kazoo. What are, you, uh, what are you doing next? You got five world records, you're an Olympian, you've, you know, you've, you've redefined uh, success as a boxer and, uh, and a tactician. What are you doing next? I mean, what's, what's next for Evander Holyfield? Well, the biggest thing that I, I always wanted to do is, it's, the point of life is when you really appreciate, you give back. So the thing is, is that I started the boys club at eight years old and that boys club gave me that opportunity to be the person who I am. So life is about if you appreciate it, then you'll go back and see how many people you can help. So, you know, what I do now is I go to the different clubs and recreation centers and tell them how I overcame things and, and let them know is that it starts at home. You got to honor your father. You got to honor your mother. You have to, you have to respect, because my mother told me the biggest thing in life is good attitude. Say it'll take you a lot farther than your talent. And, and as a kid, I didn't believe that. But when all the records I have set had something to do with the opportunities I got, you only get an opportunity when you got a good attitude because everybody mess up. My mom said, I don't care who it is, they mess up. But when you mess up, if you got a good attitude, you get another chance. So out of all the great heavyweight champions of the world, when you look at, you look at their record, they had less setbacks than me. And so I lost 11 times, and they lost two times, three times, four times, and but I'm the only one that ever been the heavyweight champion world five times because I had the better attitude. I got more chances. Let's give it up for Evander Holyfield. Thanks, brother. That was great.